I think he loves her. <laughs> like, I, I think oh, he loves her. Yeah. She, she was the reason why he got back slim. Like, you, like I know it wasn't because Gucci Mane wanted to. Because <laughs> I mean, he was in jail. No, he got off Gucci, the lean, bro. Come on. Gucci Mane was, right. was not even in shape before he got famous. Nah. <laughs> yes. Okay, good point, good point. <laughs> you know, so like he hasn't been in this shape ever in his life. Indeed. So... Yo, no. that kind of raises a question for me. Since we're talking about like just black people in general or, or famous black people with their weddings and stuff. Brad, did you hear this relatively recent Miko Grimes shit? Oh, my God. No. Who's Miko Grimes? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay, well, Yo. for people who are tuning in for the first time, uh, we have a segment called Get Your Mans. And, uh, Miko, Get Your Mans. What, what is her name? Miko Grimes? Miko Grimes. Yeah, she was featured on it. She was actually our very first Get your mans, because I remember we were joking about the first one is actually get your woman's, but get your mans, Herschel. All right, so Miko Grimes. Miko Grimes is the uh, wife of Bucks cornerback um, Brent Grimes. He's played for the Falcons. Oh, I do know this shit. He played for the Dolphins. She has been the one coming out here flaming the quarterback. She flamed Ryan Ryan Tannehill. She flamed the owners uh, with some mildly anti-Semitic statements. Even though her husband was moving on to another team uh, owned by Put Jewish people. On. No, there's something yes. wrong. Fucking with the money. Basically, what she was doing is fucking with the money. She just talks. But apparently, I mean, he loves her. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, no, I, know. I saw an interview with Brett Grimes and his wife. And she was yammering the entire time. She's a talker. <laughs> yes. And Brent Grimes was not saying nothing. Yammering? I was yammering. <laughs> just going off about... I don't even know what they were asking him. Because he was... It was like some interview they had done before the game. Mm. They were asking her about his career. Yeah. And he probably had like five sentences. She talked about like a New York Times <laughs> centerpiece article mm. length of fucking interview. Like wow. it was, she was, yeah, dude. It was so weird because those would be interviewing Brent Grimes. She was featured in Hard Knocks and she seemed pretty mild mannered in it, you know? They probably cut out all the other parts. I was probably yeah. editing. Oh, that's yeah. where it was. No, that was the fucking interview that I saw. Oh, for real? Yes. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. No, she was going... He didn't talk for shit. I remember that he didn't say anything. She like, wasn't going off. Like She wasn't going crazy, like, shitting on anybody, because I'm sure they cut all the crazy stuff out. Right. But no, she was doing 90% of the talking, man. I was like, we're supposed to be interviewing this dude. Right. Like, yeah, and she made it about her. Yeah. Yeah, and he just didn't say nothing. He would just sit there like this quietly. Now, she seems to be informed on football, but at the same time, she's very emotional with her a lot of her takes. Uh one of the recent shits that she said on her own podcast and platform and shit. But she has a she, podcast. Yes, that's the thing. And she's ratchet. Yeah, I'm you see how in. she is. I'm oh, tuning she in. comes out here with with a fucking flamethrower and just like is shooting at everybody. It's wild. The most one of the most recent like inflammatory things she said. So I mean, this this is a couple of weeks old now, but uh, Derek Carr got injured, and she was trying to say like his O line intentional. Uh, this is uh, the the Raiders O line is the only all black O line in the league, and she was trying to say that like Derek Carr was on some all lives matter shit, and the O line was like, okay, well, since you bought that, we're gonna let you fucking yeah. get rocked one time, which is obviously absurd. Like, there's no fucking way these guys who have their own jobs and their own health and safety to be concerned about. Like they're, they're, you know, and Derek Carr is not stupid enough to come out here and say some not dumb stuff like that. Not with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, what the fuck is you saying? Like what? Like, Are you kidding me? In Oakland, like 
Really? You cannot let those words, like, even next, you can't joke about that kind of yeah. stuff. So, so clearly she's out here just, you know, just speculating. Yeah, spitting and whatever. But, like, I, I just thought it was interesting how, like, these relationships, when you're, like, a wealthy black person in the media or whatever, like, your spousal relationships can fuck that money up. That shit is always scary to me, That's man. That's scary. That That's wild. Scary. She, uh, she seems to be a real one though like she's sticking with Brent Grimes couple of teams oh, and stuff yeah, nah, he clearly is. loves her but she's yo. down to ride even right or wrong whatever <laughs> yeah and yo don't get me wrong I yo, want I want a woman who will speak her mind you know but like yo you can't be flaming the owners and the quarterbacks of every other team like. I mean, but she knows she got a nice dude like the dude is nice on the field right like, oh yeah I mean he, even though he's like 5'8 he's over here taking on people like AJ Green he, he, know, he plays cornerback, right? Yeah. yeah, he was a cornerback. So he's like, he's nice. Yeah, I feel like cornerbacks, in order to last, you know, I don't know how long he's been in the league, but I want to say at least a good seven, eight years. Yeah. Like, you have to be nice as fuck because there's always somebody from fucking LSU who's going to come and run a 4 2. <laughs> yeah. You know, who's playing your spot? Who couldn't yeah. catch, so now he's playing cornerback. So, yeah, definitely his ability to stick around is. He's good at his job, man. He gets the job done. Brad he might Hart. not be number one, but he gets the job done. Yep. So, uh, if this is your first time tuning in, this is Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Uh, probably the greatest thing that you've heard all year. Yep. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, Real Talk Beyond the Headlines is a podcast about sports, pop culture, and the barbarian side of life that you refuse to discuss with your friends. So, here we are. <laughs> Yeah, in uh, savage mode. Uh, I'm in savage mode. mode. Uh, but real talk beyond the headlines consists of Herschel and Tunde, both some young niggas from Atlanta. And, you know, we out here repping for Atlanta, doing it big in Atlanta. Holding it down. Oh, Holding yeah. it down in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Actually, I got to rewind. <laughs> I don't live in Atlanta. <laughs> Goddamn, Tunde. <laughs> about to take your Atlanta car. We already took Jamal's goddamn. <laughs> nah, man. Jamal has already given up Atlanta. That nigga's a New York nigga. That nigga has 14 pairs of Tim's. <laughs> and a Carhartt fucking sweater. <laughs> right. Yo, he thought he could redeem himself by getting Gucci Man's autograph and shit, but yeah, I don't know. That, that, that gets you .5 points. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, shout out to the big homie Jamal. But yes, I did move to D.C. for a job. It's actually a pretty good job. I like it a lot, but I've been really torn and hurt inside because I haven't been able to record with my niggas, man. And here we are recording. It's exciting. I hope you guys enjoy. Today we have the instigator. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have a friend. We're not going to name him. He's just the instigator. Remember that. He's the instigator because all of his opinions, his thoughts, his feelings will probably make you feel some kind of way. He instigates a lot of issues. But let me tell you one thing. He's smart as fuck. And like 95% of the time, he's right. So, Mr. Instigator, how you doing today? I would today? say about 90% of the time. I don't want to give myself that much credit. I just want to get an A. All right. Damn, 90 percent over the 90%. <laughs> Can we also say that the Instigator is also a low-key fucking genius? This no. guy is smart as fuck. I mean, so. I don't know if it's low-key. There's a low-key pretty high key? that I don't know. See, That's some genius shit. You recognize a bunch of shit that you don't know. Yeah. Right. Right, and then he goes to, you know, know that shit. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, see, the thing about the instigator is that, you know, his opinions might be, you know, unpopular. Shout out to the Unpopular Opinions segment on Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. But he's a smart guy, so you have to take his word with some sort of grain of salt, right? And uh, 
Yeah. So so what what what, what we got on the uh, on the docket? So first things first, I was actually just showing the instigator the first episode of Punisher that has just come out last Thursday or Friday. If y'all are not watching that shit, it is lit. It is it's been described it was described to me as Call of Duty, but in Netflix, Marvel, cinematic like form. I would agree um, with that, man. I was blown away by the first fifteen minutes of this show. Like it was crazy. Yo, I wish I had been counting the body counts, the the number of headshots in this fucking thing. But the it's smoothness incredible. of it, it's not just like stitched together in this whole yeah, you yeah. know, conglomerate that you just like found on the ground. Like, no, they, these guys put in work into the system. Like it's actually nice. Yeah, it's well right, done. Right, right. You know, Herschel, that was an excellent point that you made, and I have to say that I watched all of the Punisher. I like it a lot. Yo, don't spoil it. I'm only like episode seven or eight, please. Okay, not spoiling it, not spoiling it, but okay. I think you know this that a lot of people get capped. And Yes. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest, it was kinda tough to watch because it's just like motherfuckers dying everywhere. And then when you think about like actual people dying, like, you know, for someone to die, how serious that is, it's just like, wow, there's a lot of motherfuckers dying. And then also it has excellent, excellent commentary on the gun debate in our in our country. You know, what? you know That's what? You know what? I have a, I have a question for the instigator. I have a question for the instigator. You're familiar with the uh, mass shootings. Oh yeah, I've heard about all of them. Okay. Would you rather keep gun laws as they are, or repeal the Second Amendment? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, well, please give your answer. So you don't have to repeal the Second Amendment because. They're not going to be able to do it. No. Okay, but see, the thing is, repealing but that, but that's, the not, that's not the solution, right? That's such an aggressive. The solution is yeah. not to repeal. Okay, but the what I'm saying, what I'm because because let's think about it like this. So I'm always in the frame of mind where okay, you have a problem in one place and it seems unsolvable. There's other places that exist that don't have this problem. What what is the difference between where you're at versus the other place where the problem doesn't exist? So guns aren't illegal. In places like the UK or Germany, for example, it's it's not illegal to have a firearm. You just need to go through a lot of steps to get access to it, and you can have all the firearms you want. Well, you can't get an automatic weapon. You can't be getting tank busters. You know, you're not going to get all that stuff. But there's like limits where, like, you know, we want to know who you are. We know we can you can do a lot of damage with this weapon, but we know you're not going to do it. But we want to make sure that you are the person that's not going to do it. So they have all these things. There's steps to go. You go to classes. You got to get certified. You got to be able to shoot. You know, there's all these different things that you have to fucking pass before you can actually do this. Where's this at again? Uh, Germany and Europe. Yeah. The, the guns aren't illegal. They're not yeah. banned. Yeah, you see, know? Americans don't want to do yeah. any of that You know, shit. it's not banned. Right. right. So, but you can't just be any regular guy on the side of the road to just go buy one, you know, because I felt like it today. Absolutely. Okay, see, the thing, though, is... You know, I, I we haven't really talked specifically about politics, but I assume both of you are left-leaning, pretty liberal. And part of the liberal agenda right now is being pretty hard, or at least moving in the direction of being more strict with gun regulations. So, my first thing is, you didn't answer the question. Oh! <laughs> yeah, call so him out. An, so, answer the question. Because the way that's I see... The, no, that's the, I don't think it's a dichotomy, though. You don't have to repeal the Second Amendment to have gun restrictions. 
Of course, it's your right. To you have, don't. You're right. So but, it's your right to be able to drive a car, right? There's no law that you that you cannot have a car. Or you can have a car. You just need a license. You need a license. Got to regulations on that because they know it's a dangerous thing. Okay. So okay. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But what I'm saying is the where we are right now is almost the opposite. If you consider all of these mass shootings and how easy it is for them to happen, how easy it is for someone to get a gun. What I'm saying is repealing of the second amendment is basically the opposite of what we are right now. Like we're basically like a militant state, man. You could get a gun. The problem is though, if you're going to take away the second amendment, you'd have to seize everyone's personal property. Right. That's not going to happen. People are not going to give up. It's going to generate this big, huge black market. Gun prices are going to go through the roof, you know, in the black market. And it's going to kill all the gun companies because obviously people are too lazy to go through these steps to be able to get guns. And so there's so much political pressure, the way our political system is set up. You know, there's so much money that can be infused into the system. You can't have that when these gun companies are making a lot of money because guns aren't really that expensive to make. And you have this huge backlash from the people who actually value these weapons. And so it's two-sided. It's too much. You can't repeal this. You have to regulate it. <laughs> I, I agree. So it sounds like your answer is to keep gun laws as they are. No, 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 no. That's not at all what he said. No, 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 no. He, was, he said asked, to improve on the gun laws that I we asked have. asked a question. You asked a yes top. or no. That's no, that's not what I asked. No. I didn't ask a yes or no. You I said this or that. This no, or so. that. And so, I, I, oh, okay. So if that, if it, it was only those two options, you'd yeah. have to repeal the Second Amendment and seize all gun to solve this issue. If either you let people keep killing each other like they are, yeah, or you take away all guns, then I'm not. The say, I didn't say to take, take away all guns. guns. I said repeal the Second Amendment. Which yes, you would have to take away all guns, but that's a different story. Look, all I'm saying is answer the question. Which one would it be? I know my answer. Well, of course, what, it has what, to be taken away answer? all guns. You don't Mine is say repeal the Second Amendment. I don't own a gun. You can come take my gun. I ain't got shit. I'm going to stay Exactly. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't think you need a gun, but the problem is that too many people have guns. You're not going to be able to stop them. Um, they're going to become militant against whoever is coming to take their guns. Yeah, it's going to be violent. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of which, I think this is a perfect transition into... My dad recently, relatively recently, over the past couple of months, we are we are super strapped up out here. You know, I, I know you may not have any guns out here today, but yo, anybody come trying to come ride on the Smiths, bro? Yo, hey, what's bro, uh, twice, man? What's Herschel Smith the third rocking with? He got a assault rifle. Yes, All right, so my dad. He got he got a couple of handguns, uh, several handguns. He's got and he's, he's got them. He's, he's got a license for them. But like even seeing him purchase the assault rifle, I saw how easy it was for anybody yeah. to acquire. This yeah. happened to be on Veterans Day. Uh, they were doing some promotion or whatever. Oh yeah, come out here. You know we got FN. We we got this table set up, hella guns or whatever. Uh, obviously, me and my brother come over, pick some shit up, take a look or whatever. Once my dad comes over, dude's like, all right, we need to hit the range. Let's let's see what time it is. You shoot that bitch, and I understand why gun enthusiasts are so gung ho. Uh, no pun intended about like guns and and just like not even not even about the whole like okay i'm protecting my personal property you don't need no ar-15 to protect a regular home in a suburban neighborhood 
Like that's, you, you that's need an assault someone, rifle. That's unless someone pulls up on you with an AR. Yes. Well, yeah, yes. You there, there it goes. AR with a handgun. And right, how, how exactly. likely is that no, for for the population? Are no, no. likely as fuck? Yes. Niggas are pulling up on people with yes. ARs. Yes. Look, they better yes. not pull up on me with no goddamn yes. AR because we ready. But yes. I'm saying, people have been showing yeah. up places with ARs. You're right. You're robbing right. houses with ARs. You're right. Like, like Yo. they are serious because if you just brandish that, people are shook. Yo, speaking of which, just down the street from us is a Barcelona wine bar. They do a whole bunch of, you know, really nice brunch stuff, cool stuff, chill atmosphere, whatever. They just got robbed and they, 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 uh, these dudes ran up in there. Um, they had one of the, they had everybody on the floor, had the manager go open, open the safe, splat the manager, empty the safe, dip set. It's all on video. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the shit is serious. Like even outside of like mass shootings, people have guns out here. You know, that's why it's so impossible. That, yeah, you're not gonna be able to one get them away from everybody, and two get everybody to follow the rules. So what you know, what do you end up doing? How how do you solve this problem where the population is growing, the number of guns around the population is growing, and we have this statistic where like I think it is three percent of the population owns ninety five percent of the guns in the country. That's where you really have to watch out for. Ooh, and, and that means I got to join that 3%. I'm saying, though, you don't want to be no mark. I mean, Tunde out here looking real vulnerable out here. I mean, I guess he in D.C., so we we can't go ride on anybody. But, yo, if you ride, try to ride on my boy Tunde, we coming with the heat. Don't worry about it. We flying up there with, uh, with not only AR-15s and whatnot, but we're going to have the Jets coming, too. Don't and worry. I appreciate, I appreciate, you know, you guys uh, getting my back and whatnot. The instigator, man. I think you had you had. I didn't have a life. point. Yeah. So somebody was asking me about the the gun problem in Chicago. I'm not sure if it was one of you guys or somebody else. It was about, me. It was you talking. Super about, profound. Yeah. I said asking about like how like how would you fix the gun violence problem in Chicago? You know, Donald Trump's always talking about oh it's a war zone. It's just, you know, well, people it is over there saying Chirac. I mean, okay, so I mean, it's pretty bad. And then I'm like, well, look. This is if you if you want to admit that this is a huge problem, that you need to do something, you can go ahead and declare a police state, man. It's the system of emergency, you know, state of emergency, city of emergency, whatever you want to call it. And you're searching everybody that's driving around. Like you don't pick up anybody for drugs. That's unconstitutional. Though. No, because under when you declare martial law, you can do whatever the hell you want. And if it, if the situation is that bad where you feel like you need to get all the guns off the street. You can do that, and you're going to get wide public support. Like, look, if you found somebody with 16 kilos of cocaine and three guns, you don't take them to jail for the for the drugs. You take them to jail for the guns. If they only have drugs, you let those motherfuckers go. This is how serious that I'm talking. Like, you're only looking for a specific issue. I don't care what you're doing. You direct it towards guns. It's, guns. it's a war on guns rather than so a like, war on like, drugs. Look, I'm going to take your name down. We're going to come look at you later, but... We know that you didn't have any guns, so you can go home tonight. And you'll get all the guns off the street, off these motherfuckers. Like, look, you have to drive from point A to point B with a weapon in order to go and kill somebody unless you live with that dude, right? So you're going to be able to get 95% of the illegal weapons off the street if you do it. Because everybody who has a weapon that's, that should have one is going to be registered. They're going to be legal. They're going to be non-felonious. You know, there's all these little things you can use to make sure that these people... Are supposed to have a gun, you know, or just say that everybody in Chicago must have their. If you own a gun, you registered. All the guns you have are registered to you, you know, and blah blah blah. You can easily set up these systems ahead of time 
give people 30 days, 60 days, 90 days to go and sign, show up and show your gun and sign up. And if you don't do that, you know, over the next three years, if we find you with a gun, we taking you in, we taking your guns. You know, like after three years, like most people will not have any problems with nobody else. I'm gonna wait three years to kill this dude that killed my brother last year. I'm gonna wait. You know, I'm not driving around with nothing. Like, okay, no. Nah, but don't you think people are that. still gonna ride around with guns? Of yeah, course. exactly. And, I and they're gonna get them. caught. That that happens them. in New York. The gun laws in New York are hella strict. Yes. So they cut down on the gun violence significantly, and in a place where the population is so crazy. I I mean, but see, that's the thing. That's what's unconstitutional. It got out of hand. Somebody, I'm saying, they would take people over that's for some shit. That's the thing. It becomes unconstitutional. When you yeah. declare that state but of emergency, it's so easy for Trump to be like, it. round up all the ones who look like da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. yeah, no, it's what? not about that. No, it's not and about And Brown, that. yes. All of them. It's not about that, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, If you put specific guidelines behind... Do you trust the government to put specific guidelines around that wouldn't well, get you caught oh, up? of course. I mean, because like, you can go and read You them. do trust them? Well, I mean, because like, they're, like th- these kind of guidelines would be very easily... like You can read them. Like, Yo, you can read the Constitution right now, and there's hella interpretations of how that shit goes. You know what? Let's move from Chicago. Let's move from New York back to Atlanta, because that's where we hold it down. This is real talk about in the headlines. ATL. ATL's realist and the instigator. You know what, Herschel? Mr. Smith, Mrs. Smith, they are both highly educated black professionals. They live in a good city, Sandy Springs. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no martyr going up there, but it's Bro, we cool. out here in Roswell. We we way the fuck up there with the white people. Don't oh, worry. oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Roswell, white man. <laughs> but okay, so that that's even better. Okay. That's even better. Why did Mr. Smith the third get a gun? No, my bad, guns. <laughs> because I mean, look, I met your dad, I met your mom. Y'all are cool, you know. Y'all don't come across to me as a strapped up blast type of family, you know what I'm saying? So why did he get guns? Now, perhaps maybe he enjoys shooting them. Did he have to get an assault rifle and hella handguns? I mean... So, part of it was definitely, like, there is an enjoyment in shooting, going and shooting. He likes that. Now, and my dad is also, like, a physician, so he dedicates 99% of his life to health, like, improving health, rather than taking health away. Which is literally what guns do. You know, we're not your we're not dad, hunting with these. But you, I'm sorry. Let's be clear, your dad has never shot anybody. He has never shot anybody that I know. That's good. Uh so 100 percent of his time is spent yes. taking care of health. <laughs> yes, that's what we're gonna go with. Yes. If, if for the NSA that's listening, fuck y'all niggas. Uh <laughs> yes. My dad is in the clear. I will take that charge. I have to be honest with you guys. My mother does not know. Yo, bro, okay, oh, so okay, don't share me, this podcast, my dad, brother. no, hell not. So me, my dad, and my brother, oh, this is inside scoop for the for podcast listeners, just so you know. So me, my dad, and my brother have gone to the range a few times. We, we've chopped it up. It's, it's been like, oh, yeah, guys, family affair, whatever. That's da, 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 da. a big thing, man. It's kind of big. Now, what do you mean it's, it's kind not of a, big? Okay, it's really big. It's okay. He got a couple straps. He ain't got one strap. He, keeps he got them a couple outside straps. the house. Look, we as my brother, so my, my father, my, my mother, I mean, um. My brother and I have moved out. We don't live at home anymore. My dad wants to be able to protect the house if need be. Um, he, he does have a plan. Yeah, my mother is also like, yo, authoritarian. Like, I run this. Like, yeah, you're the breadwinner, whatever, da 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 da. But my mother runs the relationship, runs the house. She she organizes everything. Strong black woman. We out here, rah rah. Yes, it's lit. 
Now, he, he and I have discussed plans to get her to the range. So not only can we destigmatize, de you know, the fear behind guns and shit like that, but also like, you know, she needs to know, like, you can't just be keeping no AR in the house. <laughs> And she not know, like, or come on, FN. yeah, and ju or just in case, like, my, you know, my dad works; he's very busy as a, as a physician. Like, there are many times when he's not home. If mom needs to blast, and also my mother is from the hood, so don't even try it. Like, I'm certain she has some experience. She just didn't want it around the kids while we were at home and shit. And this would be a surprise to be like, oh yeah, we are we we got an arsenal, just so you know. So so we're gonna have to break her in a little bit. But I'm I do think it's not only you know to protect the home. Uh, it's fun to shoot guns, but also this, the current state of the nation is relatively troubling. My dad isn't trying to go out here and make a statement or, or stop any mass shooters, any crazy shit like that. That's not his goal in getting these guns. And he has stopped. He's not accruing literally like tens and hundreds of guns and just, you know, having all types of cabinets and all types of wild shit. Like we had the conversation and be like, okay, this is the last one when he got the AR. But still like, it's an interest. It's it's tough, man. That is some really interesting stuff. And you know, with this, with the uh, recency of these mass shootings, I've thought about guns a lot. Uh, and I'm like, you know, like on some real shit, getting a gun is not that serious. If you always just have it under your bed chilling, like it's not that big of a deal. And I've also tried to open my mind up to the other side, like gun enthusiasts and. On some real, you know, on some real shit, like having a gun is not that serious. Even if you have hundreds of them, it's not that serious if you, you know, use it properly and correctly, whatever. And it's just like made me think as a millennial in 2017, the 21st century in our current political and social climate. Do I, should I get a gun? And you know, I, yeah. I won't have to do you do anything with it. I can leave it under my bed. If I ever wake up one day and someone just showed up, I could blast them and keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Do you do you ever think of contingency plans, like in, like in ran, random scenarios? Like, what would you do if somebody I mean, came at you with a gun? Like, do you ever like sit there and like think about what you would do or what you should do in a situation? Because I do all the time. So like, if I had if when I if I bought a gun, because I I've been I thought about buying a gun probably about. The past two years, I've just been too lazy to go and figure it out. I need to go shoot them and do what you got to figure out. Show up, show them your ID. Get no, 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 no. How they shoot, you have to, you oh, have, they, they are different. Like, they are definitely so many different. different handguns. Like, they're yeah. all shooting nine millimeter, you know, like 40s. Yeah, like you can, true. you know, you gotta figure out which one's good for you. But anyway, Tune, we gotta go point. so you can like actually observe and understand. Like, that, okay, there's a difference. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's a different well, feeling. I thought he meant like figure out how how to get. Oh no, no, that's trivial. No, no, that's beside the point. But no, so like I think I sit there like sometimes I'm laying in bed sometimes and I'm like, hey, what is money busted in this bitch? Like, and I needed to figure out how to like knock them down. You know, like how would I have my stuff positioned around me? Like, what do I need attached to this gun so I can see what guns do I what gun do I need close at hand so I can like defend myself in some I live in St. Louis. For people who uh may or may not know, you don't know who I am. I'm like the investigator. Third biggest racism cap capital in yeah. America. Plus, the also, they have a lot of gang violence, a lot of fucking black-on-black -black bullshit, a lot of fucking shootings. Like, it's terrible, kind of, because people just be getting robbed all the time. People don't really die around where I live, but 
People get robbed you get at gunpoint. <laughs> In case y'all motherfuckers come visit. But I always think about these contingency plans. Like, if I'm walking down the street, how would I how would I do all that? You know, if I had a strap and I need to fucking do something. Like, you got to think about that when you're also getting a gun, too. It's not just about, like, oh, I got to get a gun that I like. It's like, okay, is that going to function for what I think I need it for? That's you know? real because I've always thought if I got a gun, I'd just leave it under the bed. And if someone did run up on me at the crib, I don't think having it under the bed would be the most efficient. So that's a really good point. So, it's, but I also don't want to have a gun that I can see every day. I don't want it like mm. in my you know space. Because personally, I believe, and this is why I kind of believe that my I would lean towards repealing the Second Amendment from that earlier question is because my opinion is if you live, you guys have heard the quote: "You live by the gun, you die by the gun." You live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah. My thing is, okay, so that's more for if someone's out gangbanging and they just always blasting, eventually he's going to come back. But I see on even the most basic level, if you even own a gun, you're already exposing yourself to the potentiality of getting some sort of gun, you know, blowback. I think those numbers are a little skewed. (laughs) I mean, just just to think about it, like, I mean, the people that they're reporting on, the people that have the gun, You know, like, I think the problem is that the people who have guns for an aggressive situation, they're going to find them in these terrible situations. The majority of people who own guns do not ever get in an altercation with their gun. Yeah. The majority of people, otherwise everybody would be in jail. Right, right. (laughs) But my thing is, you can't get in an altercation with a gun or the chances are much smaller. You can get into an altercation with a gun where the other person has a gun. But if you never come across someone who has a gun, that's not going to happen. But if you always... That's not true. If you always have a gun, you could get into an altercation with a gun. That's not true. I mean, I know that it's like the actual numbers around it. I'm thinking more of like a karma, psychological kind of, you know? And it's just like the... What what mindset do you need to have that where you're thinking you need a gun... What yeah. kind of situation are you in that makes you think that you need to be strapped yeah. up? Or or you can time. just be in a regular situation, but you're like, oh, shit, I have a gun. Maybe I can handle this situation differently with my gun. You know, so, you know, I, I, but at the same time, it's just like with all of these conversations and Trump, I mean, I don't know why Trump, but we're just going to throw him out there and just blame it on him. You know, I feel like I need to get strapped up, you know? Yo, I've definitely, well, first off, fuck Trump. Uh, I've definitely read some statistics about how people react in active shooter situations, whether they have a weapon or not. And many times, uh, no matter whether they have a weapon or not, it's very ineffective because they don't have that training. You're not, uh, just as you said, you you know, if you're not interacting with your gun on a regular basis or training even for those situations the way the police are, you are not adding to a situation to be like, oh yeah, I'm in the grocery store. There was an active shooter. I happen to have my gun. I can end this now. That's not how it happens. That's maybe a one percent scenario, if even that. Um, yeah, no, there's there's nobody, no active shooters getting taken down apart from that one guy. What was it Texas? The most recent mass shooting at that church. Even that guy didn't hit him. He was no. shooting wildly, and it like distracted, no, and it no, put no, that other he, person he hit him at twice. Risk. Oh, he, he hit, hit him twice, twice, and then the guy got injured. And then shot himself because he realized he was mm. down. So it was a neighbor, the guy who lived next to the church. He heard the shooting. So he came out and shot him. 
But like this was like the only experience. Think about the guy in Las Vegas. Think about a Sandy Hook motherfucker. Think about all these other people. Yes, like, Aurora, fucking yeah, like, all of these churches, you name it. Yeah, like the Charleston people, like, you know, there's all this stuff. Like, nobody has a gun. Or if they did, they were not fighting back. They dipped. Okay, I will. I got to throw one out there that I think y'all probably forgot. Mm-hmm. The sh- the shooting of the um, Republican. Um, the softball guy. The softball guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he, he, he was a, he was personnel security personnel, the guy who eventually took him out, and no one... So, there was one guy, I don't know if he's a senator or, or representative, that got shot, but no one else got shot. He survived. No one. There was no fatalities. And that guy got capped because there was someone there with a gun. So that... Now, he is trained. You know, he is trained, but that is a perfect example. That's of, significant training. Of That's what I'm saying. That's why when I said earlier that the... Gun laws shouldn't just be like you can buy a gun. You got to go through training. So if you're gonna have a gun, it's gonna be useful to not only yourself to have fun, but also to other people in case some scenario pops off. You know, like we don't want this just random Joe who just comes out there and then just spraying. You know, on his free time, like we need somebody who has to have to go through some fucking training so he actually knows how to use the weapon effectively in a situation where it's important. Yeah. You know. And we so all, this is what this is all I'm asking for, and that's what I I think it's important. See, they're also on top of that gun training conversation. We need to have another police training conversation to make oh, sure they're not overusing guns and shooting black people in the back six times before asking their name and what when they're, they're doing. running off. Please, what's your you know, name? Run away. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and not even not even to really make a joke out of it, but like you know, there's an American infatuation with. Guns and weaponry. And the, that's and the cowboy mentality. Yeah. It like like it's the fucking wild wild west. Yes. Just expounding off of the uh, manifest destiny. Oh, I have to protect myself at all times. We don't live in those times anymore. No, it's not like that. Uh, which There's actually no reminds me, engines. Yeah, here, you know all that bullshit they believed back then. Yeah, it really reminds me of this conversation we were actually just having about like how our society. And technology and shit is evolving faster than we biologically can evolve. Oh. Like we we've had we. There, there are instincts within us that are like, okay, we have this fight or flight instinct, instinct where, okay, I need to react or respond in this moment. I need to, I have a weapon. I need to shoot this guy, or I need to run, or I need, you know. And the cops have this along with the black people that are getting shot, or other people with guns, the the mass shooters, all that shit. And I think we are just failing to get a handhold on what is going on within humanity. I feel like, uh, when we were discussing earlier, you had some interesting. Uh, talking points on that. Did you oh, want to share that, a little bit? That, that was crazy because, like, so there, so I was looking, so I watched this TED Talk or some YouTube thing probably about a year ago, maybe six months, and they were talking about how the human populations evolved to have community sizes of two hundred or less. So your village that that you grew up in only had two hundred people. You're built to have a social network of around two hundred people that you can actually connect with on a person-to-person basis. You can relate to them. You can feel good about them. So I looked it up recently because I was going to talk to you guys about it. And it turns out, so there's a thing. It's called Dunbar's Number. So on Wikipedia, Dunbar's Number is a suggested cognitive limit to the number of people with whom one can maintain stable social relationships, right? So this goes back to the whole idea that people say, oh, we're just getting apathetic about 
uh, our caring about our neighbor and, you know, all these other things. I don't think it's because we don't care about what's going on with other people. I think mm-hmm. we just can't. Like, if it doesn't affect you when you're 200 people that you care about, you naturally can't give a shit. Yeah. Because it has no value to you. So people, we were watching the uh, the news earlier and... Or was it wasn't the news? It was the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, we were watching Punisher and people getting smacked. Yeah, yeah, no. And the lady, one of the detectives in the thing was was in New York, and they were talking about how people don't care anymore about nine eleven. Like they don't care. And I'm like, no, it's not that. Oh, they forgot about it. And I was like, not that they forgot about nine eleven. It's because like they just don't have any. Like they didn't lose anybody in this situation. It didn't affect yeah. their life personally. They, they literally do not building. have the cognitive ability to like for it to hit them. That. For yeah. it to hit them. Like, it didn't hit them personally. So I think that this really affects us in terms of our ability to think about legislation. If it doesn't affect you personally, like, or your people that you care about, like, do you really care? Are you going to go out and be a champion for this whatever issue? Like, no. Because no. Yeah, it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's really about, at that point, at that level, that's where we are functioning in terms of, our social cognizance. So how the fuck did this man Trump connect with all these Neanderthals? How the fuck did that happen? I wouldn't call them Neanderthals, but... Yeah. I would call them Neanderthals. Okay, that's an unpopular opinion. Okay. Yeah, here, I, I would, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them Neanderthals. I'm sorry, no, no, no. No, I, I think they are people who are very self-interested, and they're not interested in hearing about other people's plights. Their 200 is very tight and very homogenous. You know, they all look like that. I mean, but I think that you could probably say that about these liberal elites on the coasts, which has become a little bit more popular in political news. But the thing is that they have these ideas that even though they may not necessarily benefit from them, it's like it's popular in their group. So even if you didn't really think about those ideas, like people will mention it and you were like, "Eh, this sound good and it's popular. Everybody thinks it's the right idea. You're going to prescribe to that, too. It's like the iPhone phenomenon. You know, you know, a lot of your friends, my little brother loves the iPhone because his friends love the iPhone. And it's that idea. It's not about anything else. You know, it's just along those lines. Yo, go ahead and talk that shit. You know, I fucking hate iPhone. I, I hate Apple. You know, I'm going to drop that shit right now. Yo, but, uh, see, that's why we fuck with the instigator, man, because he, <laughs> he, his head is in the right place. Yeah, you know? Apple is never going to sponsor this fucking podcast. Man, they need to go ahead and sponsor this life. damn podcast. <laughs> Yo, let me get that iPhone 37, please. Yo, I'm getting all the Microsoft Surface products. <laughs> Yo, the, the new Microsoft Surface laptop though is lit. No, is so- the, no. The Surface Book is lit. Do not get the Surface laptop, man. What? Return that shit. Is Are they not the same thing? Right. No, the Surface Book is a different thing. So the Surface laptop is like a regular laptop. The Surface Book has this crazy ass hand you can take off the screen and it's a fucking tablet and it's the size of a 15 oh, inch thing detachable like, keyboard yeah no it's okay. a detachable like or a screen. screen yeah it has all the shit in it okay yeah <laughs> yeah but you can't use the keyboard on this phone <laughs> yes okay, okay. Yes. I wish they had the bluetooth on this keyboard but not nah. oh that would be so that would be tight you put the screen over there you over here I'm like no but no that you need to look at the reviews for that surface book that shit is fucking nice right. I'm getting one I'm going to get one. When sure. I need a new laptop, it's going to be the For Microsoft sure. Surface. It's going to be the fucking Surface. Might book. have to do that. Might have to do that. Yo, so we've been discussing a little bit of political shit, 
A little relationship shit, talking about like rich people and their fucking, you know, spouses and this and that. I was talking, so I have a question for the instigator. I was talking to Tunde a little earlier this year about an interesting conversation that he had with somebody. I'm going to ask you. Uh, real quick, before we get into that, okay. uh, we just have to drop a couple names for our sponsors. Uh, first of all, we're sponsored by Apple. Well, we're not actually sponsored by Apple, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, we definitely try to get those Apple checks. Checks in the mail. Um, Apple is not coming yo, to y'all. Man. Elon Musk, fuck Elon Musk, that. friend oh, of the podcast. Oh, yo. We fuck with Elon, though. Go ahead, send oh, yeah, us Teslas. Know, we try to get some Teslas, man. You trying to take us to space? I'm going to go. I'm not going. Fucking terrorist. Space cadets. Have your fucking <laughs> so stupid ass, ass checks. Elon, hey. Fuck with hey. That. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you own an Apple product, return it. And if it's not broken, if you haven't already cracked the screen eight right, times, right? And and retrieve your soul back because you don't have one. Please. Uh, who else? Uh, HBO, sponsored by HBO and Netflix. Yes, man, and go Netflix. ahead and keep you know coming out with all these nice ass shows. Yeah, and, uh, yo, Tony and Herschel, HBO, we got a show coming out on Netflix in the fall next year, 2019. Don't worry about it. Just look out for it. Yes, yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Uh, who else? We Yeti microphones because they hold it down. Hey, you're holding it yeah, down. These hold microphones it down. are clean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, back to your regularly scheduled. No, 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 no. We got one more. We got. Oh, we, one we, more. Got, we got. Another? We are sponsored by uh, uh, <laughs> AK <laughs> with the beam and the scope. Ooh, AK. okay. You right. You yes. right. You right. Yes. Well, how, does anyone know what the AK stands for? Automaton Kalishnikova. There we go. <laughs> Let's get it. The <laughs> instigator with, with the, the facts. Scope. With the scope, man. Yes. Yo, with the scope. Is it German or is it Belgian? No, it's a fucking Russian. It's Russian. It's, Russian? it's a oh. hardcore Russian weapon. Freaking Andre Kirilenko from... He's AK-47. That motherfucker's mm. name was fucking... Oh, that's the hardest shit I ever heard, He wore 47. When you absolutely yes. positively have to kill every motherfucker in the room. Right. Make right. sure y'all watch uh, Jackie Brown. Great movie. Uh, your man Samuel Jackson in it. Great Quentin quote. Tarantino movie. Tarantino, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yo, so so the AK forty seven I think was in like Call of Duty Modern Warfare three, and it's in it like had, every. Game it, yeah, it's in like a lot of them, but they usually suck compared to the other guns. Right, exactly. I was just gonna say the recoil was horrible, it's but horrible if you needed to spray, yo, I gotta tell you all the story. AK. Okay, so I was this was when I was at the range with my dad and my brother. It was some kid, some like 14, 15 year old kid or whatever. His grandfather was in there with a like big motherfucking um, Cuban cigar in his mouth. It wasn't lit because I mean, you can't have it lit in, the, in buildings, but he still had it in his mouth, cooling, cane and whatnot, trying to, trying to coach his, his uh, grandson up or whatever. It was the weirdest fucking thing ever. This man gives him the AK. I think they, they were going to let him just spray. It wasn't the semi-automatic. Semi they were just going to let this man... Yo, the, the range officer had to tap him on the shoulder and be like, yo, yo, yo. Nah, nah, nah. Because he was, he was about to get wild with it. It was about to be crazy. <laughs> I'm glad I did not end up in a body bag. Yes. Bruh, no, no, no. A 14-year-old, yo. Yo, yo, he was, he was tall. He was tall. He was tall and lanky. Like, he, no, he just, that's he's not a good. young kid. That's just you got the wrong right, man. You got a wrong yes. radius, man. I was scared. I was concerned. I was concerned. <laughs> no, I had to back up. <laughs> just like that. Everybody's... Everybody. Yes, long radius to spray. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. The AK is to spray, man. The AK is to spray. You heard it here for the first time ever on Real Talk, Beyond the Headline. You heard it here Back first. to your regularly scheduled program. Hershey. Shout out to AK, though. Yo, so, 
Excellent transition. Uh, terrible transition. So <laughs> Tunde was talking to me about dating a black conservative. Do you feel like 